The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, November 17th, if you're listening to this podcast. And we are here to recap Monday Night Football. I don't want to call it a thriller because that would do, that'd be a disservice to the hit Michael Jackson song. But a team did win, and the Vikings beat the Bears 19-13. to Joining me to break it down as they do every Monday and every Thursday for some reason, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's and up? we also don't want to call the game a bore because that would do a disservice to actual bores. That's like, right. So yeah. we've got to figure bores. out a word in between. Uh, to describe this game. So if, if that he, was, that was every Bears and Vikings game for the last like five years. So if Bill's cards is 1000 on a scale of one to a thousand, th- this feels like it's in the, in the bottom. Kevin? Yeah. Like that's right. Not a one, nah. but not, not much better than a one. It's, I mean, okay. So the Vikings won 19 to 13 as I pointed yeah. out. What was the halftime score? Just out of curiosity. Uh, what was that type school? Seven, seven to six? six. Seven to six. Seven to six. I yeah. mean, did they overhit by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? You, you, you joke about that. Um, some idiots had the over. What was it? it? Uh, 44. I mean, that's low. It's 20. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't that far away. The Bears, so the Bears scored on their first touch out of the, out of halftime on a, a Cordell Patterson 104 yard kickoff return. They, moved down to the Minnesota five and the Minnesota 24 in the first half and settled for field goals because bears, the uh, Vikings got down to the Chicago 40 and gave up a fumble. This is also all the first half and the Chicago 17 and scored a touchdown and then the Chicago 28 and threw a pick. So there could have been a lot more points. And then Patterson takes it houses that uh, houses that kickoff return. And you feel like, all right, there's going to be a lot of points. The Vikings have a couple. For, for the record, I did not feel like that after that touchdown. Well, but then, so Patterson uh, returns that for a, a, a touchdown, and then the Vikings get, uh they go six plays, 23 yards to start the third quarter, punt the ball, the Bears fumble it, and the Vikings get the ball on the Chicago 20. They get one yard and settle for a field goal. 
So at that point, you're like, all right, there's probably not going to be <laughs> maybe, maybe the points aren't coming in, in waves here. They could have played two more quarters, and I don't think they would have hit the over. Yeah, that was bad. The um, all right. So let's dive into this. What's what's you know what? the bigger deal is that we're not going to rub salt in the wound of Bears fans who are now five and five after peacocking around the country at five. And is is Blake calling in this episode? I don't think so. Remember the bear? I mean, look. The Vi- I think the bigger deal is that the Vikings are four and five, that they have Dalvin Cook on an unholy tear right now. His only injury was a football to his penis. Thought get Which is an injury. Like, you know, if you've ever fell been hit there. Point, he fell penis first on the point of the football. That you, you, You're really, you're, you're fascinated with this. You tweeted about this. You know, I mean, don't you think that would hurt? Yeah. But why do you keep saying you could take the football behind you and like penis smack yourself with curve. it and you could see how much it hurts. You literally do it on air and we could just kind of react with you. I do have that. Football behind me. That I would laugh at. Yeah, do that. <laughs> penis first or better yet, call AK up there. She probably wants to punch you in the nuts. Throw this <laughs> junk. Um, penis is like my son's. Okay, what do you call it? It's your house. Uh, wiener. The point That's is, Three grown men don't need to be talking about Dalvin Cooks. All I'm saying is that, like, it part. looked like Dal- it was like, oh, Dalvin's hurt again. Nope, he just caught a football to the junk. He's fine. Yeah, he hurt. had 30 carries for 96 yards, which is not that impressive against the Bears, um, or not that impressive in terms of like a yards per carry given his last two weeks. But Akeem Hicks went out, and the Vikings had their way running the football against the Bears. That was the game-changing moment for me. When Hicks was out, it, it flipped. It the Bears defense no longer, and this happened last year when he got hurt. The Bears defense was no longer good. And coming up, the Vikings have on their schedule an incredible stretch for Dalvin Cook. They have the Cowboys next week. Is that, can that be next week or is that two weeks from now? Next week. Andy Dalton's healthy. This How Sunday, much? six days away, week 11. Oh, and then Thanksgiving's the Thursday after that. Right. I was thinking we had to go to Thanksgiving next week. Oh, that's lovely. Good. We got an extra week to prepare. Thanksgiving's a week from Thursday. From this Thursday. Right. So it's like 10 days away. Oh, right, right. Because they will play the Cowboys this coming Sunday, right? Because today is Monday. Right. I'm totally aware of what day and time it is. Um, there's the Cowboys, the Panthers, and the Jaguars. Those are three of the worst teams in professional football when it comes to defending the run. Dalvin Cook is about to eat like we haven't seen somebody eat in a long time. If you can find a way to bet on Dalvin Cook to lead the league in rushing guards, which, I mean, I'm guessing it's like at best two to one or three to one, if not like minus 115, you should do that. The uh, Jaguars are 21st in rush defense DVOA. The Panthers are 24th and the Cowboys are 27th. They are giving Dalvin 30 carries a week, a week, and he is going to go absolutely bananas. He didn't go well. He didn't go bananas tonight. I know that the, the, the Bears are good. Yeah, the Bears are good. The Cowboys give up 157 yards per game on the ground. There are only two teams in the NFL that give up more than 150 yards per game on the ground: the Cowboys and the Texans. That's how bad they are. That's horrible. The, the next three weeks, barring injury, the Dalvin Cook over rushing total. As long as it's less than 115 yards, is a three-unit play. What was it tonight? Going into 92. So he didn't get it. He still got. He had 96 yards. Oh, 96 he had. So here, here's here's the concern. 30 carries, but right, 30 carries tonight. 
30 carries two weeks ago when he had 200 plus yards. They paid him. They're letting him eat and they have three easy defenses. Well, no, no. Here's the thing though. He has propensity to get hurt. Four games his rookie season towards ACL, 11 games, 14 games. He's played in every game this season. No, he hasn't. He missed missed a game. Right. Yeah. He's missed a game. So, I mean, just, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. I mean, you can, you can run the wheels off of him if you're Mike Zimmer, but at some point the wheel might come off. We were talking to Brady Quinn about this on this podcast and Brady had Dalvin on his radio show. And Dalvin's like, yeah, I'm about to get a bunch of carries basically because they realize the, they need Dalvin Cook to go bananas for them to get back into the playoffs. He's doing it and they have a great three game stretch. Now I don't think they're going to give him 40 carries a game. I think they'll give him 25 carries a game. You just said 30, 25 to 30 carries a game and they will give Alexander Madison a bunch too. But they are going to lean on the run the next three weeks in a big, big way. Madison got two carries on Thursday night. I might look. I don't disagree with you, and I I understand what Dalvin Cook said. I'm My point to get is to that, a larger point here. We'll get to it. The next three weeks, they should win these games. They're going to be big favorites against teams that can't stop the run. They're going to feed Dalvin Cook, and before we realize it, so you have zero concerns about Dalvin Cook's health, is what I'm. No, about. the Vikings are going to be seven and five, and right there in the playoff hunt. Okay, that's a that's a. Thing, the funny thing to gloss over. Like, there's no issues with Dalvin Cook, who's historically he's running great. He's Ryan. I'm going to side with Brinson here, and that even if Dalvin okay. Cook gets injured next week against the Cowboys and isn't on the field, I think they can beat layup. the Cowboys, the Panthers, right. and Jacksonville with anyone in the backfield. We can I mean, play Alexander Madison runs, like whatever. I mean, it's it's. I'm just I'm just telling you, they are going to feed. And that's why I said, barring injury, we're betting these overs on Dalvin Cook props. I'm just telling you. This team is about to launch itself into the playoff discussion. Yeah. I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't, and, and after I don't, that, they have the, they have the Buccaneers, they have the Bears again and the Saints. Now two of those teams are good and they close with the Lions. They're about to win five of their next seven games. No, they're not. Yes, they are. You and Breach fall for this every week. Every I team. What? No, that's crazy. No, it's not. Right. Every every week you, you guys talk yourselves into okay, Are the Vikings going to beat the Cowboys, Panthers, and Jaguars all three games at home? No. Do you think they'll lose one of those? They'll lose at least one. At Which least one? one? Pick one. Which one? Um, Put you on the spot right now, Wilson. Well, the one to Andy Dalton, the one to PJ Walker, or the one to uh, Andy, D- Andy Dalton's coming back. So yes, yeah, so I'll pick I'll pick that one. Okay. You think Andy Dalton's going to beat the Minnesota Vikings? Jake, oh, I, I'm, I know you, I'm the president of the Andy Dalton fan club. No, and, you re-up, you re-upped your program and now you're, who are you on? What team are you on again now? What did I say last night? Breach bot 4,000? I can't remember. Dolphins. Know, he, Dolphins. Yeah. Is it the Dolphins? Look, by the way, Jake Luton almost beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. We talked about teams not giving, like the, the Packers didn't show up. I probably, here's the thing. If Dalvin Cook, something happens. They'll roll out Alexander Madison, and he'll run for 150 yards. Yeah, I don't, maybe okay. like 100. Okay, that's fine. Maybe they go in three. I'm not sold. I mean, suddenly this team is not a playoff team. I, I mean, but I don't Three know. weeks from now, they're going to be squaring off against the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay, and they're going to be seven and five. And when they and lose 60 to, eight, to nothing, what, what's going to be the conversation then? Well, that's fine. They're seven and six, and they got just got to win You're, two of the next three to get in. Wait, two of the next three to get into what? Or two of the next four. What is it? Two, yeah. To the playoffs. It'll be nine and seven. They'll get in the playoffs. You think nine and seven is going to get in the NFC playoffs? Mm-mm. I think three, five, and one might get in the NFC playoffs at this point. If the Seahawks and Rams go four and four, they're ten and six. Wait, the Seahawks and Rams. Oh, there's go three four. wild cards now. 
Oh, uh, I see. Uh, right. Well, I'm giving one to Tampa because they're seven and three, so they could go three and four. I mean, the and Saints just lost Drew Brees, so let's not. They went five and they went five and with Teddy Bridgewater last year. That's five, but James Winston ain't Teddy Bridgewater. He's if the, the Saints go, if the Saints go three and four over their final seven games, we'll, we'll include Drew Brees being out. That's still ten wins. So I mean, I, I feel like the Vikings have to get to ten wins. And we already talked about the Seahawks' schedule being so incredibly easy, even though they have zero players on defense that can tackle people. You don't have to tackle people when you're playing the Jets. You don't have to tackle people when you're playing Washington. I'm suggesting the Vikings, who are now, are they four and five or five and five? Four and five. Four and five. Okay. I, okay. I think they get to, I think they get to nine. They need an upset to get to 10. Okay. They are in the playoff hunt is all I'm saying. They are right. They are about to launch themselves right back in the playoff hunt. Yeah. If you, can bet on the, what you know you what's funny is that like Ryan's reacting how I reacted to the Patriots being in the playoff hunt because they're both four and five teams, right? And they're both, they both need to get to nine or 10 wins depending on how you feel about each conference. And I was saying, uh, you know, like the Patriots might get to nine wins. I, I really think they might, but I don't think that's going to be enough wins to get in the playoffs. And that's how I feel about the Vikings. I absolutely agree with Brinson. I think the Vikings are just going to roll through these next three games against the Cowboys, Panthers and Jacksonville. Cause when you look at teams that play bad games, it's like, it's usually, you know, the pass game gets off to a slow start because you're playing in bad weather. Like Green Bay, it was 36 and rainy uh the other day. But but when you're just handing the ball off to Dalvin Cook, there's nothing to mess up. As long as he stays healthy, Ryan. Kyle Rudolph uh, got jobbed on a bad holding call. He could have had a big game, too. Yeah, on that 33-yard gain, which, you know, then he has 120 yards. Uh It's insane. You know, real quick on this game, though, I want to say something about the – and this this is going to sound crazy. This would go against anything. I would never do this with any team except for the Chicago Bears. They had a fourth and nine uh, with just over two minutes left to play. They had all three timeouts, and they were at Minnesota's 35-yard line. I would have kicked a field goal. Only the Bears? Yes. Well, let's – hold on, hold on. We're going to talk about the Bears. The Bears, there's a lot to unpack on the Bears, too. Um. Does Sportsline have updated playoff odds? Do they have those by now? I can't find them. I'm just looking. We do need to give props to Kirby Cousins. He finally did it. His first ever Monday Monday Night Football straight up win and against a spread win. Uh, Lisa Salters asked him about it afterwards. He was not. He was like, "All right, you you guys have asked me about this now because we're like it's getting kind of old. Like it is just one random night. Sure, pee my pants, uh, you know, every Monday, but you know it's getting sort of old here, Lisa." the Vikings defense is a little bit better, but I'm not entirely sure if that's a Minnesota thing. No. Or they play or the Chicago Bears. thing. And that's we'll right. tell you after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so the Bears, uh, why didn't I upload a Denny Green quote? You can just say it. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. 
No, they, Bears, I tell you what, Bears fans have gone silent. I love how you said the, before the break that um, we're not here to dunk on the Bears and you were only a matter of time before you brought up. No, I meant before the break. <laughs> I meant before that. Now we're here to dunk on the Bears. Oh, I see. Yeah. That was the Vikings portion of the program because they won. That's how we're trying to do it. The uh, The Bears had six points offensively. They had two field goals. Uh, here's the thing. Changing offensive play callers fixed nothing. They went from Matt Nagy to Bill Lazor and were just as bad. Mitchell Trubisky was inactive, so when Nick Foles got hurt, and it, he was carted off. So it's hard to imagine that not being a pretty s- serious injury. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. I, I, mean, looked, I mean, he got thrown into the ground. It looked to me like a – I mean, but like if if you if you were wildly speculating, you would say a collarbone well, injury or something. You are the penis doctor, so you probably know other parts of the body too. What else you got? Collarbone injury. I mean, I mean <laughs> falling on a football at full speed, straight onto your penis would really hurt. I can see you in medical school now. Yes, yes. I know we're moving on to the knees, but I still have some questions about the penis, sir. <laughs> if you fall on a football, uh, Professor uh, Brinson, you mentioned a football penis part. <laughs> Let's revisit. That's right. <laughs> Medulla oblongata. That's right. Um, no, I mean, uh, I, I, look, I, think, I have no idea. Like Nick Foles is, he's sort of old and he's, he's not like fragile, but he, he's not Lamar Jackson. Heard or a bunch. Kyler Murray. Okay. Maybe he's fragile. But uh, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is, is my point. Whether it's Tyler Bray or Tyson Bray or Taylor Bray or whatever you want, TB, it doesn't matter. Like, this team <laughs> offensively stinks, and there's no sort of – They had two yards. They outscored the Vikings in the third quarter and had two yards of offense, which – It is hard. I, I just can't imagine. I mean, congratulations, I'm not even kidding, to Bears fans for the first half of the season because you got to enjoy at least winning football games. But this is just – so their total second half production, seven points, courtesy of the Cordell Patterson touchdown return to open the second half. And they managed to score seven points while also uh, generating, let's see, quick rough math. 32 yards of offense. 32 yards on <laughs> 10, no, 10, no, nine possessions, eight possessions, excuse me. Eight, they averaged four yards per possession in the second half. Is Matt Nagy in trouble? 32 yards the entire second half, and 18 of that came on one play with 35 seconds left uh, from their own 20-yard line. It, I don't want to say garbage time. Dump off to Ryan Nell. <laughs> Ryan, and not even to the sideline. It was in the middle. They lost a lot of time there, and uh, they doubled their yardage in the second half, so good for them. I good will throw. say this. When, when uh, Tyler Bray came in, is his name Tyler? Yeah. He was actually Corderell Patterson's uh, quarterback at Tennessee. When he came in with 44 seconds to go and 75, 80 yards to go, um, I set the odds at one in four trillion that the Bears would get inside the red zone. Like that had no fear whatsoever that they were going to come close to winning that football game. I mean, I think with Nick Foles, you at least had to be like, all right, maybe they can nah, do something. Why, why would you? you well, just that's the thing up. is that Nick Foles is, is mad as you get. You want to pull your hair out if you're a fan watching him. Uh, cause he does some good, but most bad. And if you're a Bears fan, that one good was on that fourth and nine. He floated that one out, uh, Anthony Miller, to but, Anthony Miller and was only about three inches off. If he, but the puts, problem is they didn't run, they should have run that play on third and five. They yeah, ran a screen pass that lost them four yards on third and five, knowing that this is no. the most important drive of the, of the season. 
the problem was that Nick Foles overthrew it just like he did on that touch uh, on the interception yeah. to to Anthony Miller earlier in the game. Throw it behind him and high. You just don't, but you don't run the screen on third and five. You run the deep pass on third and five, and then you can then you then you're stuck at fourth and five instead of fourth and nine. Well, that brings me to what I asked you a, a few moments ago. You you said you think uh, Matt Nagy's job isn't secure. No. Is this Bears job secretly the second worst job after the Texans job? I mean, like, would Eric Bieniemy want to take this job offensively? You have no quarterback. Allen Robinson, I don't know if he wants to be there. Sometimes you, you get the, the feeling he's, he's frustrated. The running game stinks. Well, I, I don't want to speak for him. The running game stinks. Um, there's not much depth behind Akeem Hicks. I mean, the defense is, is good on a, on a team with, like, you put this defense with, with Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, with Kyle Fuller and, uh, yeah, that's just said. The defense is good. You put this team with with Josh Allen or, or Russell Wilson; those teams are undefeated. But you're not winning. Like, I if I'm Eric Bieniemy, this I'm not I'm not answering the phone. I, well, I wouldn't take the job if Ryan Pace was still there. It feels like the second worst job after the Texans job. If if all the other jobs open up, I think the Jets is probably worse. No, you can have Trevor Lawrence, man. If you have, I mean, if you have Trevor Lawrence, you can have Trevor Lawrence and another first round pick. True, and and no Adam. I almost called him Adam Nace. Well, I mean, let's see how it plays out. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, like Ryan Pace is a problem. Matt Nagy's a problem. Bill Lazor's a problem. Yeah, if I think Foles if you get rid of Matt Nagy, maybe they think about getting rid of Ryan Pace. Well, I think they'll get rid of Ryan Pace for. I think it's get rid of them both. But now yeah. remember, don't forget that uh, our our girl. No, that was the Lions. Is uh, Virginia McClaw? Is is everything still fine? The Bears are still intact, right? Ownership. Yeah, nothing's changed. The Who, Lions change over. Who's your girl? Um, uh, Stony McCaskey. Stony. Yeah. Oh, hot pants. Is that what her nickname was? No, Stony. Yeah, Stony. Martha Stony. Firestone Ford. Her nickname is Stony in college. Gotcha. Yeah. If you know anybody whose nickname is Stony in college, it's probably for a different reason than their parents are in Firestone Tire. I know a Stony in college because his, yeah, his name is his name is Keith but then Stone. She passed it on to the daughter. Breach. I knew a Tony, and his name was Stony Tony. <laughs> Well, I, I knew a Keith Stone, and we called him Stony, and then we called him Tony. You knew a Keith Stone, like from the commercial. My name is Keith Stone. You know, like Keystone Light, Keith Stone. You don't know that? Yeah, I've seen that. No, just ignore him. Go ahead, keep talking, Brent. Wilson, you look like a guy who drinks Keystone Light, like by the barrel. You're telling me you've never heard of Keith Stone? You do have a perpetual bitter beer face. Bitter beer insane. face. What a great commercial that was. Wait, can I say my thing? Since we're talking about the Bears, and we were talking about the Anthony Miller catch. So what I was going to say is that with just over two minutes left, they had the fourth and nine from the 35-yard line of the Vikings that you were talking about, Brinson. This is the only time I would ever do this with is the Chicago Bears. I kick the field goal. You make the field goal. It's 19-16. You have all three timeouts. You kick off, and you have to hope your defense does the three and out like they did because they were going to have to get a three they, and out. They didn't get a three and out. Anyway, Zimmer actually no ran, a, they ran a pass to, to Kyle Rudolph somehow. They got a bunch of yards, but like – you have to go. I agree with you. You have to get the stop, and no matter what, even if you're going to go back and get that touchdown. And now, if you only need a field goal, that takes so much pressure off your quarterback, uh, which your quarterback absolutely does not need any pressure on him all because he's not good. And, and so I was actually, and not just to see them cover the spread, but I was actually secret hope, secretly hoping they would do that because that'd be a coach realizing, hey, you know what, our offense isn't that good today. Let's make this a little bit easier on everyone. Let's get back in this game and only need a field goal. I mean, Kyra Santos has been kicking it pretty well. Like, I feel like, I, and, and I had the Bears plus three and a half, so I don't, I feel like I was a little, um, a little biased in wanting them to kick and, and cut it to, cut it to three, but I agree with you. I mean, it's six points. You haven't scored a touchdown on offense all day. Get three in the book 
And worst case, if you miss, the Vikings are going to, like, you're probably getting the ball back after three runs anyway. Now, you needed to prepare for uh, the possibility that they would, you know, do the play action. And credit to Mike Zimmer and Gary Kubiak for actually doing that because that, that saved him a ton of time, ate up a ton of time and, and probably prevented the Bears from actually mounting any sort of comeback. And that's not something Mike Zimmer typically does. But I mean, he ran a, he, he allowed a delay of game to happen on like a fourth down. But even though they, they threw that pass to Kyle Rudolph that got the first down with under two minutes left, like because the Bears had so many timeouts, they still couldn't run out. The Vikings couldn't run out the clock. So, uh, imagine if they had, the score had been 1916. Well, and if you, if you're Nick Foles and you get the ball with 52 seconds left and you're down three, I'm not saying he doesn't get hurt and that doesn't, all that doesn't happen, but it does feel like you might come out like, all right, like we don't, we don't have to get in the end zone. Like what, let's run, let's just run a couple quick hitters and get some momentum, get this defense on its heels and just get within field goal range so we can possibly tie it up. And the what? Vikings can't just give you the middle of the field because if you, you're taking 10 or 12 yard chunks, and you're, you're only 35 yards away from field goal range. Exactly. And you give up the what, middle of the field when you're down six. What had you seen in the previous 59 minutes and 20 seconds to give you the impression that Nick Foles was going anywhere? You but that's the whole point. It's like you can't trust him to go get a touchdown with 52 seconds. You guys are giving the, the Bears. So We're saying you kick on fourth and nine. I'm saying at no point any, I like this game. I had no faith in the Bears to do anything. I mean, well, why on fourth and nine are you taking a deep shot? That's fine. Doing? If you, if you throw the ball accurately, it's a touchdown. Number one. Number two. So what? You kick a field goal there. You're not going to score on that final drive no matter what. That's my point. Just the, the Bears offense is straight up dog duty. It's awful. It's terrible. So, I mean, you're giving all the these. Bears are Ryan, that's bears an are insult to dog doo doo. And really, if the Bears don't have Akeem Hicks for the rest of the season, which is entirely possible because he's what suffering. You, what do you hurt? I know a hamstring not. injury. It's going to be a couple oh. of weeks, I would guess. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be, that shouldn't be a hamstring It's week 10. <laughs> you went to medical school. You didn't, you didn't go to class with a hamstring day. You were too busy on the PP. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was checking out penis football day. <laughs> I mean, let's say he, I mean, let's say he misses two weeks and all he of a sudden you're five and seven. Season's over, pal. Dude, you could have 11 Akeem Hicks. This team, unless he can play quarterback, running back, wide receiver. You're talking to me about it. I've been saying this since week one. Well, you're going through all these scenarios about how the Bears had a chance to, to be in the game at the end. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They are terrible offensively. Defensively, I'm Very sure. Very fraud. I'm sure the defense is incredibly frustrated. Um, you know, it's like being, it's like trying to play defense for Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges every week. Uh, at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do. Do the Bears finish in dead last in the division? No. Yes. I think so. You oh, do. my God. We are going to dance on the graves of Bears fans if that happens. Well, let me ask you this. I don't. Because we all picked them to finish last. They're a half game up on Minnesota and Detroit. Uh, and not only did we do that, but we had Bears fans tweeting us the image uh, with the Bears helmet in last place. So look at you idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. We're five and one. We're five and one. Look at it. Were they five and one? Is that right? Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. What if they're five and five there? We just talked about this is hilarious. On Sunday night, we just talked about how the Lions were chugging champagne in week 17 because they hate Matt Patricia so much. I mean, that team's going to pull it together. I do. The Bears are well, let's talk about the Bears schedule. You don't need to. Just how many games they have left? Bears have the Packers and then the Lions. Tech, they have a pretty easy schedule, actually. Why? What makes you think it's easy? What do you think the other teams are saying? Well, the, the Texans and Jaguars are involved. So? <laughs> I, mean, I agree with you. The other team's like, all right, we got the Bears. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, in hindsight, yeah, I mean, the Bears have, well, they have a four-point win over the Giants, a four-point win over the Lions, four-point win over the Falcons at Miracle Game, one-point win over the Bucks. Wait, how did they beat the Falcons? Which, which one was that? I don't even it remember. It was the week uh, three when they were down. They benched Trubisky for Foles mid-game. Gotcha. They were down 20 oh, that's points. Right. Yep. Came back. It's, it's Let me insane. see. Coming into this week, the Bears... So here's the story. It's not a surprising story. The Bears were 17th according to, to Football Outsiders overall. Uh, fourth on defense, 28th on offense. So that, that will remain unchanged. And that's the story. Okay. Just I mean, the Bears that. scored 23 points to get to overtime against the Saints. They have not scored more than 23 points since week three. And that was only the second time. They've scored more than 23 points twice this season against the Falcons and the Lions. Why on earth did I take this over? What is that? So was Matt Nagy there when they drafted Trubisky or he came afterwards? Matt Nagy came afterwards. Mr. Trubisky's first year was with John Fox. John Fox, that's right. And then Trubisky looked good his second year, and then we had the Mitchell Trubisky MVP discussion at 150 to 1. Oh, yeah, I still need to collect on that. Uh, Matt Nagy must be so incredibly frustrated every day coming into work knowing I have to scheme up either Mr. Trubisky or Nick Foles' plays that makes them look something other than what they are, and I don't have the capacity to do it. Well, I think part of the problem here is that and this is why it's it's hard when you're an NFL coach and you're making a job decision. Like Matt Nagy took this job, and they had a good first year under him with Mitchell Trubisky. But he should not have taken a job that was only, 30, only 32 of them. I know, but like, and like you Rex know, Ryan should have taken the Bills job, and Adam Gase should have taken the Jets job. Like, just send it out for a year, man. But you know, in the interview, they said, "All right, how." How can you work with Mr. Bisky? Cause you can't go in there and say, we got to get rid of him. But, but I'm saying you have to understand that when you come into work, that you are the second coach that Ryan Pace has had under his watch and that he has drafted Mitchell Trubisky second overall and that you are inherently charged with fixing Mitchell Trubisky and that whether or not it's your fault because of the personnel that's put around you, like you're not coming in, you're not coming in conjunction with Ryan Pace. You're coming in after Ryan Pace has already made these decisions to fire John Fox to draft Mitchell Trubisky. So you, your job security is at risk based on things that are out of your control to a large degree. That's why I just mm-hmm. think, and, and maybe he didn't have a choice. I don't know, but you know, you could have hung out and been Andy Reid's offensive coordinator for another couple of years and then made the jump. You didn't have to go right away. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I, I, I understand why he did it. And I also understand. I'm sure he did the math. Okay, I got to make this Mr. Bisky thing work, and maybe he thought he did. And he was coach of the year because we saw him at the Super they, Bowl. They they were awesome. They traded for Cleo Mack. They go and look. That's part of the problem too. They gave up a bunch of their first round picks for Cleo Mack, and Cleo Mack is great, and he had an interception tonight. But it does uh, put a strain on your overall roster construction when you trade for a guy, give up multiple first round picks. And give a giant contract. By the way, Brees just pointed out our preseason picks. I, I changed everything I said about the Vikings. They're going to go on a run here because I haven't finished in second in preseason. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that reminder. That's Bree. what I was doing. I was looking for it. Uh, I, we all do. We all have the Vikings in second place. And I don't want to say who Brenton has in first place because it doesn't matter right now. We're not talking about <laughs> Brenton's first place team. The thing is, his first place team in this division is. We gotta check on. Oh, this is, uh, this is Felicia Big, uh, my boy, Mike Litorius. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I said his name on the podcast already once. 
Um, I forgot about this guy. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's great. Was he in med school with you? Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I didn't go to that portion of med school. Oh my goodness. You get the joke, Ryan? You don't get the joke, do you? Don't get it, Ryan. I don't you, don't try out. to get the joke. Just, I just, just, that's why I said, did you go to med school with him, dumb dumb? Wow. Nah, I haven't been you able to what, find Brinson? him. I've never been able to find him in my entire life. The crazy here is that your, your crazy Lions pick, the Lions have some winnable games. Oh, stop. No, the Packers are, the Packers are fine. Oh, yeah, but I think they're going to finish ahead of the Bears. Ryan doesn't. If the, if the Lions finish second, I will feel, I will certainly try to justify my selection. They ain't finishing second. They hate their coach. A lot of of teams win when they hate their coach. I think the Vikings will finish second. Lions finish third. Who hates their coach and wins football games? You think everyone loves Belichick? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How many bad, how many bad things? Professional sports history. Well, let me put it to you this way. How many people have you heard say bad things about Belichick after leaving New England? They just keep it to themselves. Well, why don't they keep it to themselves with Matt Patricia, who is still currently coaching that team? Because they, 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 they haven't won. They've won less anonymously than, and drink mimosas. Right, they've won less games than Jim Caldwell. I mean, you sound like the lawyers trying to argue for a, a, re, a recount of votes in, in certain states. Uh, don't worry about the Bill Belichick thing. Just focus on the Matt Patricia thing. Uh, he stinks. <laughs> Good so points. Funny. Get out of my courtroom. All right, that's the show. Anything else to add? No. You will be shocked to find out that we kept this under 30 minutes. That was a tough football game to watch. It was. It's a bad football game. It walled us to sleep. So good night. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a a John Perry joke? (laughs) Did he say that? Did you not hear that? He's like, and we're still doing the podcast. So he's like, this is the most inexplicable thing I've ever heard. And and like, he's like, you know, sometimes you're out there. There's not a lot of penalties in the game. You can sort of get lulled to sleep as an official. It's like, what? What do you mean you get lulled? And you like, stop throwing flags. He's like, you know, just miss penalties left and right. Like, what? What do you mean? You just was he lulled? on the field for the uh the Rams Saints game? Because that would explain a whole lot. How do you get lulled to sleep? You're like, eh. Because Nick Foles got like smacked in the head hard. He thinks, yeah, sometimes you fall asleep. You know, you passed out out there. You don't you don't notice any uh you don't notice the, the flags. What are you gonna do? Are they are they hiring? Because I would like that job. Can I sit in a lawn chair, just put on shades like Burning Lomax? Yeah, hard to believe that this guy's mentor is Al Riveron, right? <laughs> I tell you, one guy who didn't fall asleep, uh, Muscles. What's his name? Muscles, the lawyer whose de- whose son now is the ref. Oh, Hockley. Hockley. Yeah. that was yesterday. Yeah. I mean, yesterday. I'm just saying, in general, Ed Hockley never fell asleep because he was out there like doing push-ups. Oh, 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 oh. He's doing curls to keep I himself awake. The young Hockley. No, no, no. Those guys are looking for screen time every second that they can get. The young Hockley was doing the Ravens' pass game. No, no, I'm talking about Ed because he's jacked. He's much more I mean, jacked. Ed's than running around on roids, tr- looking for okay. looking Your for word. monologues. Your words, not mine. I mean, nobody actually thinks he's on roids. Whatever. I don't. I think he's just strong, <laughs> hard work, and not sleeping on the job. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Good show. Terrible game. Uh, let's see, tomorrow is Tuesday. That means Wednesday morning you'll wake up to a Brady Quinn football show. And, uh,